Hey guys, and welcome back to the Same Sis Podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Kayleen. Do you have any updates this week? Um, I've got some complaints. <laughs> okay. Which I feel like, yeah, let's just preface this episode because you guys know the title. Uh, I don't know what we're titling. <laughs> Something about being overwhelmed in this busy season. But I feel like I need to catch you guys up on kind of like how we got here. So earlier this week, um, we both just kind of had an off couple of days. Just, I don't know that we need to go fully into detail of yeah. what happened. Just crazy. Yeah. Just honestly, three-year-olds are freaking hard. And so hard. We're struggling. So bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. And of course, in same sis fashion, we're both struggling like on the same day. Yes. And so we had a little like vent sesh phone call and it made me think like, okay, the last time I felt this overwhelmed was last year. And I'm like, okay, is it because of the holidays? Is it because there's like more things going on? It's just harder to do X, Y, and Z. And then I was just like, okay, I guarantee you everyone is feeling this right now, Mm -hmm. especially if you have young kids. And so that kind of like got us to this point where we're like, okay, we need to like do a little vent sesh. And I feel like it'd be good for us. It'd be good for you guys. Yeah. So that's a little therapy vent session. You know, yeah. we all all could use a good one. And honestly, if you're doing great right now, I am so stoked for you. It is always so good to hear other people struggling and being like, okay, what I'm dealing with is not bad at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that is kind of the plan. Just like a cozy, let's just like feel better. I do have some like tips, I guess, of just like how to kind of pull yourself out of this as well. So I don't want this to be all negative, but I won't be boring you too much. Well, and let's talk about that actually for a second. Do you feel like venting is negative? You know, I always associate it as negative, but when someone vents to me, I don't think they're being negative. But if I'm venting to you, I'm like, man, I'm just draining you. Like I have nothing positive to say. It seems like I hate my life. Like, so I think I come across negative when I vent. I feel like... It can be negative, yeah. but I do think it's a positive thing Okay, for both parties. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the amount that you do it. Yes. And if you're venting too much to the same person always, like it's going to yeah, weigh that person down. They're not sure. going to want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. They're always going to feel drained. But I think that everybody needs to vent. I think that hearing other people's struggles, like you said, sometimes kind of makes you feel like, okay, actually I'm in a good spot. I'm okay. Yeah. Or like you can relate and be like, okay, I'm not the only one in this situation. Um, and it's really good for you. It's basically therapy. Yeah. Like you need to get things off your chest, get them like kind of like ease your burden. And so very therapeutic. Um, but yeah, I think just the amount that you do it and maybe like the things that you say, need to not be negative about people more so just like I don't know the situation that you yourself are in yeah like vent about yourself and like what you're struggling with not necessarily like you're gonna go vent to your friend about your husband yes you know what I mean yes like something you and your husband are personally dealing with that you know maybe other people shouldn't know about yeah I don't know it's funny because with my marriage I'm very protective of that Mm -hmm. but I'm it's easier for me to not be when it comes to other like categories in my life yeah and I haven't actually ever thought about it that way like because like I always think with like marriage venting like if you vent about your marriage the person you're talking to is going to side with you. And so now they have this like tainted view of your spouse. Mm -hmm. And so I really try not to do that. But then it's like, I could be doing that to my kids. I could be doing that about like my friends or my parents or whoever. And I need to have that same outlook. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 
And with kids, I think it's a little different, <laughs> especially if you're vending to another mom. Yeah. And like you're looking for advice and it's like silly things that your kids are doing that like really aren't a big deal. Right. Like me calling. And like I told Kylie this week that Asher poured water all over our whole family room, our TV, everything. And like that's I don't feel like that that's necessarily a bad. Thing. No, no. And it's not like I'm walking away being like, wow, she talked so poorly about her son. She, you literally just explained yeah. like a situation. I wasn't attacking yeah. his character. No, I think that's the difference. It's like yeah. explaining a situation that happened and then like saying like how I felt about it. Like, is, does that make me a bad mom? Have I been doing something that is encouraging this behavior? You know, I think it's, yeah, just doing it in a, in the right way. So venting is good. I think. Yeah, no, I think so too. Yeah. It definitely normalizes life quite a bit. Yeah. And a lot of times I think if you are talking to someone who never vents, you just assume like everything is like perfect. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's hard to relate to that person. And I'm not saying that's the only way you should relate to someone, but like, right. I think a good balance of it is good. And I, I have my certain people that I feel like I vent to certain things about certain things and in certain depths, you know what I mean? Well, and I mean, I give huge props to people who don't ever vent, like, good for you like that's amazing and maybe you just are venting like you said to the people that you trust yeah or you really do have all your shits together and but maybe like are you okay because <laughs> if you're not venting to anyone maybe you're venting to your spouse yeah but everyone deals with shit every single day yes. so it's not like they're not dealing with things maybe yeah. their tolerance is just higher but maybe if you're someone who sees it as negative as well maybe this is your sign to let some things go and do it in a way that you feel like can still, like Brooke was saying, be about you and be positive and kind of clear some things out of your mind. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. Well. Give us your tips. Yeah. Okay. So I guess just to kind of round up like how I feel right now and kind of how I felt last year, I feel like it's really hard to find balance in this time of life. And it's easy for me to let some of my like good habits that I've created go Like, I feel like the way I've been eating lately is not the way I want to be eating. Um, The way I've been sleeping lately is not very good. And I mean, a lot of these things feel out of my control. Um, But yeah, I just feel like kind of in like every category, I'm like slacking. And like for our work this time of year, it picks up quite a bit because it's just kind of how like brands do things. And so I'm excited about that. But then that also is the busiest time of the year when it comes to like activities and planning things with the kids. And I feel like it's been making me feel like I'm not um, being the mom that I want to be. And then in return, the wife I want to be or the friend I want to be, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I feel you. that's like just my little vent about it. Um, it's just kind of hard to go through all of these things. And so it's funny because I didn't really plan this out. Um, but I was looking for a podcast this morning and Ed Milet had posted something about like how to win in a busy season. And so he gave a lot of tips and I kind of just like took some things that I felt like resonated with me and could resonate with you guys. Um, and I'm just going to like spitfire some of them. So the first was to be excellent at communicating what is going on with your spouse and your kids. And so I feel like this is something that I agreed to the second part. So they were saying like, tell them like what's on your agenda, what's going on. So they know how busy like things are, but then also to explain how that is like kind of making you feel like if you're feeling overwhelmed to communicate, Hey, like I've got a lot going on this week. I may be a little shorter because I feel like I don't have enough time to like give energy towards that. And I just wanted to kind of like 
warn you now. So when the situation comes, you're not like feeling that, but not in the loop of what's going on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like when you, I feel like Rhett and I have this conversation all the time where if he, he comes home from something and he's stressed and I'm immediately like, what's going on? Yes. And you feel like it's directed at you and it's not at all. Yeah. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I thought that was a good one. Um, another one, which was a huge, like, okay, I need to get back on the train of this is to keep control of the things you can't control. And mainly that is your health. I think a lot of times during this time of year, because there's so many events and so many yummy foods and just, it's a colder season, you're bundling up. Like it just makes you want to kind of move less, eat more, like just kind of get out of those healthier habits. And a lot of us just wait till the new year. Um, but for me personally, I find energy when I move my body, when I feel it properly, when I'm hydrated, when I'm sleeping well, when I'm doing things that I know are going to set me up for success. Um, I think like doing 75 hard was like the biggest eye opener to me in that sense, because it made my life so much busier, but I was the most productive I've ever been. And I was also the most healthiest I've ever been. And so I've been letting some of that go because I'm just like, eh, whatever, like it's not that big of a deal. I'll do this come January 1st, you know? Yep. Yeah. So well, and like you just want to indulge when it's right there in front of you. Yes. There's all the holiday parties, food around. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing though, is like, <clears throat> sorry, no, you're good. <clears throat> we definitely have more activities to attend, but they're not typically like Monday through Friday, your day to day. Yep. So like, mm-hmm. that's where I am trying to more so control is like, not necessarily not eating anything at a party, but it's just like keeping my routines and habits good at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Because those go out the window so quickly. Unfortunately. So fast. I know. Um, another one is just like practicing gratitude. I feel like things are always worse in your head. Um, and it's just like when you have a busy to-do list, like a lot of times I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have this to do, this to do. I only have this much time. And it can become very stressful and negative, like inside my head. But I feel like every time it plays out, it's never as bad as I thought it was going to be. And Mm -hmm. I pretty much always get things done the way that I want to do them. And so, I don't know, just kind of controlling your mental space, I feel like is a good way to stay on top of things and kind of just do the busy tasks that you have in a, um, like not peaceful way, but just do you know what I mean? Like in a grateful way. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times when I have a lot of work happening, I'm stressed and I don't want to do the work and whatever. But in reality, I'm actually very grateful that I have the work that I am busy, that I'm making money for sure. So I feel like, yeah, if you can remember that to be grateful that you have the work and that you are busy, that you have events to attend, that you have healthy children, you know, like there's so many things to be grateful for. And yeah, so I love that. Yeah, I always think of that when there's like dishes in the sink or like laundry to be done. And you always hear like, be grateful that you have food on the table. You have clothes to keep you warm. Like those things are so simple, but they can easily be forgotten because they almost seem like a necessity to us on a day to day. But they are something that we are lucky to have, you know, so Mm -hmm. just little moments of gratitude. Um, If you feel like you're someone who's always saying like no one understands, but you're not communicating what you want people to understand that's kind of on you. And that one's totally for me. I feel like I do keep a lot of things in my own head and I'm not quick to just like explain things to people or really tell people what I have going on. Mm -hmm. And so it can feel isolating. Um, So yeah, communication. I think I've said that already. (laughs) 
Um, this also kind of tied me into a conversation that I had with my friend. Uh, my friend that I'm always referring is Artemisa. I feel like her and I have the best conversations. And I think it's because she like looks into things and like reads and whatever. But she was telling me that there was a girl at her work, I think, um, who was like a mother of like seven kids. And oh gosh, I already feel like I'm going to butcher this story. But she kind of had asked her like, how did you do all of that? Like, and tend to all of those kids. Like, I'm sure you're pulled in so many directions. And um, I think her response was that she always had her kids check in on her. And she always made it clear to her kids, like, that she is a human. She has desires and needs and wants. And, like, she didn't, like, lose herself, basically, in the process. Um, and I feel like, I don't know how I was going to tie that in. <laughs> um, I just think, like keeping yourself in check with all of that and not losing yourself when you are tending to so many other people mm -hmm. is just so important. And it's usually yeah. the first thing to go. Well, and it's hard for kids to even think of that. Like, right. oh yeah, my mom is a person that also is struggling, that also needs help. Right. And so to kind of let your kids know that, mm -hmm. I think that's so smart. Like it's not something that we would naturally think about doing because right. we don't want them to worry about us. Right. But I think it's good for them to kind of know that, oh, yeah, mom has problems, too. Yeah. And that, like, I want to help her. For sure. And so. And I think, too, if you don't tell your kids, like, no one's going to tell them. So then, like, your kids are never going to see that side. Like, it's kind of like as you grow up, you realize, like, okay, my parents were just people. Yeah. And I think if I would have had more of an open communication of, like, we're kind of on the same level here. Like, you're just someone trying to figure it out. I'm someone trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I think it creates more empathy on your children's side. Yeah. And that's something that I didn't really learn until I had my own kids where I was able to see my mom in a different light. So I'm hoping that if I can just be honest and not make my kids worry about me necessarily, but just kind of fill them in. I think yeah. you can kind of do just, that. Yeah. Like let them know that you're a person. Yeah, like, exactly. You're not, you're their mom and they can still view you as their superhero or whatever. Yes. But that, yeah, you are still human. Yeah. And like, I feel like there was moments in my life when I saw that in my parents and I remember doing little things like waking up really early before they did and like cleaning the house. So like oh, my mom could wake up to like a clean house. And so I feel like, and that like always made me feel so good. So I feel like giving your kids a way to serve you or yeah. like give them a little insight so that they know how to help you yes. is just good for them to yeah. experience that. I for sure. And yeah. that will just only transfer into their own life and their own like future husband or wife and who they serve, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have just a couple more. Um, one was just to keep your priorities straight. Um, the things that matter most, do those first in your day. Don't let those go to the end of your list. Um, nap. <laughs> I feel like that is something that I struggle with. Like I am not a napper and it takes me a long time to fall asleep. But I think it was last weekend. I was just doing so many things and my head was like pounding. I was like getting a migraine and I had so many things to do, but I was like, I need to take a nap or mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I found my um, sweet spot, which I feel like I've never found that before. Mm. I took a 35 minute nap. And I think because it takes me probably 15 to 20 minutes to actually fall asleep, this was like enough where I woke up and I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, like I just fell asleep. Like I need longer. Mm -hmm. I literally, my alarm went off and I was like, okay, I'm good. So then you set your alarm for 35 minutes. Uh-huh. And so you felt, so you only slept really for 10 minutes. Probably. Yeah. Maybe 20 max. Okay. 
Um, like Nathaniel, he sets an alarm for 13 minutes and he falls asleep within a minute and like he wakes up and he's good. You're lying. I'm not lying. Like, I'm like, you're insane. Absolutely not. And I've tried to, no, I'm like, literally I am awake that whole time. Yeah. I've tried to take a 13 minute nap and I'm like, naps are bullshit. Like this doesn't help. And so find your sweet spot and just test it out. Like try different numbers and just see. I turn on a brown noise. I shut all the blinds in my room. And I put that brown noise right next to my head. So like it just kind of tunes out any noise, any thoughts. And it was so helpful. And I'm like, I can't wait to take another 35 minute nap. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay. Two more things. Can someone else do some of your tasks? Uh, laundry, cleaning. Um, can you do grocery pickup? Can you order food in? Like if, if there's some things on your list that you just feel like you don't need to do them, try and delegate them out. Um, we did an episode in season one with Shelby. She was the one who did the Botox Mm -hmm. episode with us. And she was the first one that kind of like opened my mind to that. And I think that's an amazing idea. And then also get out of like your inbox, quote unquote, um, text messages, DMs. He was saying that this guy is like a, um, he is like a, what's it called? Like a coach Mm -hmm. of highly productive people. And he said that he sets time in the morning and at night. And he said, when you check it constantly, one, like it loses all of your mental focus of being productive on really anything. And two, it kind of makes you a slave to someone else's schedule. So just having some time in the morning and at night is plenty. And that will help you be more productive and not feel like you can't get anything done during your busy season. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot longer than I anticipated it to be. But hopefully those are just some quick tips that can kind of help you guys conquer the season and feel a little bit better about it. No, I loved it. I feel like this is just going to be a big virtual hug and hopefully everybody leaves just feeling good. I just wanted to give you guys a quick little reminder that if you guys wanted to support our podcast, Spotify just now released a new feature where you can become a supporter and make a monthly contribution to our podcast. It could be as little as a dollar or $5 or $10 as their options. And if you are an Apple listener like we are, We would love for you to jump over on Spotify just to help us out. And we just wanted to say thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate you. Thanks so much in advance. We really appreciate any and all support and we hope to keep you guys around. So thanks guys. All right. I don't even know where to start. I should be so happy because my husband and I finally set a timeline for when we want to start TTC for our first baby, um, trying to conceive if anyone doesn't know what that means. We decided on trying this coming summer to hopefully have a spring baby in 2025. While I'm so happy about that and doing the most I can to prepare my body for hopefully a very healthy pregnancy, I'm just so down. I lost my dad about a year ago to suicide. That hit me hard, but I haven't had a lot of time to process it. We had two back-to-back moves. Husband is in the military this year, one being completely coast to coast. I also graduated with my degree this year too, so I've been so busy. And now that I'm finally not go, go, go 24 seven with schoolwork and moving, everything has just hit me. I started therapy too, and so that could be why I'm so down as I'm finally processing how crazy the last 12 to 18 months have been for me. Leaving friends and finding new ones each move and just starting over has also been really hard. Life is just rocking my world. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah, that's like a really hard one especially compared to me complaining about my three-year-old I I am like (laughs) always puts things in perspective for sure (laughs) I think you kind of have it right in the sense that like you didn't really process what happened yet I I cannot imagine losing like one of my parents no I cannot 
Well, and it is always eye eye opening to hear that. Yeah, like therapy, it does like bring things up and like kind of bring things to your awareness that like yeah. maybe you've blocked out or like didn't want to think about. And I, it sounds like you're doing all the right things. Yeah, like I feel like you are giving yourself time, um, and you're going to therapy. You know, you're. I don't know, doing all the right steps. And I don't know, I think what I'm getting from it is that you're not sure if you're ready to start trying or not. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, I think I think they're kind of unrelated, but related. Okay. If I read that well. But I think too, like sometimes it's okay to just be told like it's okay to not feel like 100% excited about things. Mm-hmm. I think those two things are unrelated, but they feel related because you want to feel like super excited about wanting to have a baby, but you're just feeling so sad about just all that you explained that you're kind of pairing them together Mm -hmm. and maybe not allowing yourself to feel excited over something that should be super exciting, you know, which I, I think you kind of have to compartmentalize them, you know? And I mean, spring or next summer is kind of far away. And I feel like if I'm offering any advice is just to kind of focus on yourself now and healing the areas of yourself that you feel unhappy with. You yeah. know, yeah. I think the therapy is great. I think working on your health um, physically is going to help with you mentally. Um, yeah. And I think just trying to make new friends and doing all of that is so much that it's I think you so should much. focus moving, on that. Yeah. Moving is so hard and like starting over basically. Yeah. And like building a support system all over again. Like that's a lot. Yeah. I know we all long for in-person friends. um, But if you have friends that you've had from different places, like maybe prioritizing them like through FaceTime and just that kind of stuff or social media. Like if you can go to like our Facebook group and maybe try and see if there's any like-minded people there for you or reach out to us, we'll talk with you. But I think you're doing all the right things and you just have to keep doing them. And unfortunately, like, it's just, you know, I don't know. I think the holidays too, like not having your dad, I'm sure like it's makes hard. it worse. Yep. I just hope, you know, like we're here for you. I'm sorry that you've had to deal with that. And I hope that you can start to feel better. Yeah. I feel, I feel for you. And like you said, like Kylie said, I just feel like trying to focus on yourself, take this time to heal, recover, but also let yourself enjoy things, you know, like maybe get outside the house, do things with your family or maybe the couple of friends that you've made there and let yourself have moments of happiness. Yeah. I think too, um, I heard Lauren Everett's Bostick from Skinny Confidential. She said that I think her grandma would always tell her like when she's having a hard time mentally to just get outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. I think when you've got a lot going on, your thoughts become like all your thoughts and your situation become all encompassing. And if you can just kind of do things for other people and just try not to focus on all of that, it can help. I mean, not fix the problem, but bring like some like temporarily happiness, you know, just to feel good in a moment. Yeah. Do something for somebody else. And that's always a great way to meet people. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Okay. The next one says, Hey ladies, I just found out I'm pregnant with baby number two. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. 
And it's a big surprise. My first is 16 months and we've gone back and forth between being one or done or waiting a couple more years. But obviously this baby has other plans for us. <laughs> oh my gosh, 16 months. So they'll be probably a little over two, a little years. over two years. Yeah. Okay. Maybe two years apart. Yeah. I knew my husband wouldn't take it well because it was so unexpected. Our first year of parenthood was really hard and we're not where we would necessarily would want to be before expanding our family. We're still renting. My husband isn't in a job he loves, etc. But I have been feeling the pull to have another baby as I've seen a lot of teeny babies lately and it makes me miss that newborn state so much, which is honestly something I didn't imagine myself saying. We get it. Baby fever is real. Totally get the baby fever. <laughs> um, I have a history of early loss and I've taken three tests over the last week and the second line is getting darker, which is obviously a great sign of a healthy pregnancy. I had to use progesterone in my pregnancy with my son, so I'm prone to chemical pregnancies, it seems. My husband keeps treating it as though I'm not actually pregnant because of the likelihood of me miscarrying, and I know that he doesn't mean that in a horrible way, but just that if this pregnancy didn't work out, it would be okay with him. It makes me hurt for our baby, should this be a successful pregnancy. I'm so torn in general. I cried for two days mourning the end of my baby being the only baby while simultaneously excited for him to be a big brother and to fall in love again with our new baby. But my husband's outlook is really bringing me down. Not really looking for advice, but thankful for the space to vent. Our babies will be just over two years apart, and I'm thankful to have the two of you and your baby's relationship to look to as encouragement that we can totally do this. Much love. Oh, that almost made me cry. That was so sweet. And... Because you said you don't want advice, I'm like going to keep it short. Yeah. But I hope that you do eventually like come to peace with it. I hope that you keep this baby and that, you know, everything is going to work out. I feel like that's the main thing. Yeah. I think he'll come around. And I think by the time like your baby's here, it'll change everything in the best way. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've seen if you follow both of us, the journey is up and down. I mean, there's going to be hard parts, but mm -hmm. you'll get through it and you're giving your other baby. I don't know if you said it was a, I think a son, a son. Yeah. Um, you're giving them a little best friend. And I mean, it yeah, really is the best. It's, it may seem scary now, but you got this. You do. And the close, the close time frame is honestly the best. They yes. just, they entertain each other. Yes. They get little mini best friends. And yeah. It's so fun. That is something I know you don't want advice, but I'm just going <laughs> to share my experience. Having another one is so much easier than the first one in the sense that like they have each other. Um, they're constantly entertained. Like I feel like when I just had Rocky, like I was the one constantly entertaining mm -hmm. him. And now Echo like helps with that so much. And it's honestly just the best. And I, I know no one's really going to be like, oh, I regret having another kid, you know? Exactly. Like your baby will be here and you'll just be so excited. So yeah. we are stoked for you. We're stoked for it all to be happy soon. Yeah. Um, still try to enjoy, enjoy these early moments. You know, yes. I had a miscarriage and I feel like every time I got pregnant, it was always yeah. like this like waiting game. And I was always scared to like let myself be excited because if something bad happened, then I like had all that hope and joy built up, but I feel like it's good to have that either way. And so hopefully you can, I don't know, have some yeah. little moments of joy. Yeah. Excited for you. Very excited. November, 2022 found out in my first trimester, I had a large subchronic, I can never say that subchronic hemorrhage because of a ton of bleeding was told to take it easy. My entire pregnancy. The next month, my husband tears his ACL and meniscus. I am left to chase our toddler alone while dealing with a higher risk pregnancy. 
January 2023, husband has surgery and can't walk or drive for six weeks. I had to take him to PT 45 minutes away, all while being a full-time mom and managing a wedding venue full-time. Throughout the rest of my pregnancy, I had many scares and talks with doctors about potential miscarriage. On top of it all, I passed two kidney stones. I was stressing. Oh my gosh. Kidney stones are the worst. I mean, I've never had one, but I hear. Sounds horrible. They are the worst. On top of being pregnant, which is already hard. I cannot imagine. I was stressing about attempting a VBAC. It was successful. Congrats. Congrats. My husband's meniscus didn't heal right away, and now he needs another surgery while I have two under two and still work from home. We're trying to sell our house, and it fell through once it was under contract again, but didn't. Um, it says, I'm assuming a praise. Um, it kind of just stopped there. But after having my second baby, I ended up with postpartum hives on my badge. Oh, <gasps> Okay, side note, not, not on her vag, but my sister-in-law got pups. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh. Oh my gosh, I would die having that. It For her was the end of her pregnancy, and then it's supposed to go away when you give birth, but hers didn't, and it's literally like hives all over your body, oh and they're gosh. insanely itchy. I'm so sorry. That, uh, sounds, that sounds uncomfortable. so horrible. Like, I like all of this. I'm like honestly stressing and feeling for you. No, I, and it's, she's not done. Oh my gosh. All while you and Brooke had sick kiddos, so did I. My four month old got rhinovirus and COVID and was hospitalized twice. My toddler got it too, but it wasn't nearly as bad. We all just got over being so sick. Luckily, everyone's fine now. My husband keeps getting told he's getting a promotion, but it's been two years and we're still waiting. The people I work for take extreme advantage of me and I'm not great at sticking up for myself. I spent my entire pregnancy cleaning a wedding event venue by myself. One of the kidney stones I passed was while I was cleaning. Hold on, last little bit. (laughs) On a positive note, we met our insurance deductible and out-of-pocket maximum, so I basically had a free baby, and my husband's second knee surgery will be covered as well. A small glimmer of light at the end of a tunnel. Okay, honestly, that is like a huge stressor release, and you deserve that 100%. (laughs) 100%. I... That sounds like you just been hit like left and right. Uh, and I really genuinely hope that you had some family or friends around to help support you through all of that, because that is a lot. No, that is why you need a village. Yes. Um, her next message said the end of the last year was that her house didn't get appraised for what it had originally been praised for in the first offer. So now it feels like they're losing money. Just a type of that thought. But yeah, that is a lot. And again, it, always makes you put into perspective like what you're dealing with like someone is always dealing with more or dealing with less Uh and like your heart is your heart but mm, that seems very hard yeah that yeah you're amazing you're a great mom it sounds like and And a great wife a great wife and that sucks because i will say one of my things when i'm pregnant or just giving birth is like i'm gladly accepting any kind of service and waiting upon by my husband (laughs) for sure it is their turn to step up yeah not to be torn down by a surgery and not be able to walk like that is not okay sir no and of course i'm sure he doesn't want to be in that situation either it's just the planning and timing of things can be so unfortunate yeah and i hope venting at least made that so much better but same i'm glad you're past all of that you deserve like a great 2025 yeah like <laughs> so like, you need to go do a spa day wait if I 20, know anything 2024 
We're in 2023. Sorry. Oh yeah. 2024. But yeah, you need a spa day for sure. (laughs) One of your family members, or if they can all team up for you for Christmas to get you that, I think that is your, your gift. Yeah. You deserve that for sure. Go take care of yourself. Yeah. For (laughs) sure, girl. Oh my gosh. Okay. Why is breastfeeding so hard? My son is eight months and we've struggled hard with supply, weight gain, allergies, breast refusal, etc. I've tried everything you can think of with no luck to produce more milk. Why do some women have it so easy? Have an oversupply? Who chooses who gets what? Why didn't anyone prepare me, uh, prepare pregnant me for how hard breastfeeding would be? Oh my gosh. I feel you. This is my exact struggle. And I feel like here's what I finally realized. I mean, I don't know. It's some people don't want to like accept this, but I have told myself for my next pregnancy and my next breastfeeding situation that if I just am exhausted and I've like pushed everything to the limits and like have done everything I possibly can, I am not going to like wear myself out trying so hard to get my supply to come back up, you know, like it is exhausting yeah, and it's so mentally draining and you want it so bad that it's heartbreaking, especially when you're trying all the things. So, and like when you're in it, it's very emotional for sure. Yeah. And then like when you finally have like made the decision and you step back, you realize like, Oh my gosh, this feels like this is such a relief to like not be stressing about this anymore. And it's okay. No, it's all encompassing and consuming. Yeah. I will say too, like people who have an oversupply, like that is like what they would say equally as hard. So I don't want to like diminish that side. For sure. But um, you're bringing me back to Rocky's um, pregnancy or I'm sorry, postpartum experience with me. Like that was literally the hardest, I would say probably the hardest time of my life. Like just struggling so hard to mm-hmm. feel. I remember, and at this point, I don't think you had had any problems yet, but I remember when you had an Asher, Rocky was like six weeks old. Mm-hmm. And so I like walked in and I'm like, okay, so how's breastfeeding going? And you're like, great. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I was so ready to just hear how hard it was. And I remember feeling that same way. Like, why am I having such a harder time? Uh-huh. And it is just what it is. And I think it's hard to be in that mindset. And I'm I'm not trying to like discredit anything you're saying, but like in the moment you're just like, why, why, why? But like, it is your reality. And like, yeah, I think if what Brooke is saying, like if it is too much, like it is okay to stop. Like, Mm -hmm. and again, I am someone who was like, nope, I'm not stopping. Like anytime anyone said that to me, I'm like, no, No. I've tried this hard already. I'm going to keep going. Absolutely. Like I remember my first Halloween with Rocky, that Rocky was on a five day nursing strike. And I did not give him an ounce of formula. I literally fought his ass until he freaking fed. And it was miserable. And I'm like, if I would have just given him some, well, I mean, he didn't take a bottle, so I don't think he would have even taken it. But like, (laughs) there's just so many things that I feel like we probably make harder, but also it is hard. And like, I think because there's the whole like fed is best, like movement, I think it takes away from the struggles of people who breastfeed and it's hard to like complain about it. And I think that's why a lot of people don't share. And honestly, I even feel like if he even like saying that, but like breastfeeding moms don't get enough credit. Like there's so many struggles that you go through in order to do it. 
and it's so demanding. You're on the clock every two to three hours, like you're feeding this human and it's not like you just pop them on and they're done and it's easy. Right. Like it is so hard. It takes so, a toll on your body. For sure. Yeah. Like just, some people don't lose weight. Some people yeah. gain weight. Like it's, There's yeah, it's so a lot. many things. And I just now like not breastfeeding anymore. Like I know you feel like this will never end, but it will end. And you're just in the thick of it. And if you want to keep going, if you are determined and stubborn, like I was just keep going, like there will be an end. But yeah. if you're at your wits end, it's okay to supplement. It's okay to move on. You're not a failure. Like you, yeah. you're doing amazing. Exactly. Keep going, mama. You got this. Traveling to multiple families is so hard. Um, I'm assuming she's talking about during the Christmas time. Making sure you have PTO to travel is hard and making sure your sometimes toxic family will feel worth it to your spouse. Oh my God. And sleeping arrangements, hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to my friend the other day about like what our plans were for the holidays. And we were talking about literally the same thing, like going back and forth. Like my families, mine and Nathaniel's families live 20 minutes apart. So yeah. it's almost worse because you're expected to be both places, mm -hmm. both days. Whereas if they didn't live close, one if one was out of like state, it would just be known where we're staying. Right. It's designated like this year is with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. so hard. And when you have toddlers, like they're all like, oh, it's just one day. Like they don't need a nap. And it's like, okay, you're not the one dealing with them. And like, it's going to be just frustrating for us and for them. And no one's going to enjoy the day at all. Yeah. So my thing is I'm just like, I'm doing what is best for my family. Like if we are quote unquote late on your timeline, I'm sorry, but like, we're going to do what is actually, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying sorry for things that I'm not like, I don't need to be apologetic for Like this is our family, our family's holidays. Like we are going to do our best and we want to be there too. And we have little kids and it's hard. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like taking the power back and just, you know, taking control and like realizing this. Yeah. Like you said, this is our holiday too. Yeah. And yeah, I think it is important to visit your family, especially if it's a healthy situation. Right. But yeah, you can kind of like cater it to your schedule, to your wants, that kind of thing. Enjoy your holiday season. You yes. don't need to tend to others all the time. Yep. Just always worrying about awkwardness with my mother-in-law and worrying about how she'll react depending on what our family decides to do each of the holidays. Oh, wait. Did you just read this one? No, but oh. it's it's very valid. Uh, okay. so my husband is the, is the only one married. So it feels like a lot of pressure if we want to do our own thing. And my husband always feels guilty, but I want to do our own thing to a certain extent. Okay, so sounds like a lot of people are on the same wavelength of in-laws and the holidays. Uh I think that there's a happy medium. Um, I think that you and your husband kind of need to find that. Uh, I know this is probably not an advice session, but I think that's what Rhett and I have figured out is like, we work out what works for us and what I obviously want to make him happy and him happy with his family. And I'm always wanting obviously to support his family and be there with his family and vice versa. He's the same with my family. And so I think realizing that we both want to be there for each other's families, but also want to have our own plans. I don't know, just working out something that works best for you. Yeah. I'll probably die on the grave or the hill that like you got to set boundaries and do what's best for your family. Cause that's just something that I think at the end of the day is most important and you can't control how other people react to what you want to do. 
And you could think you're doing something that is like exactly what someone else wants you to do. And they could still be like upset about something. And I feel like I've realized that. And I've just like come to terms with the fact that like, I have to do what I'm going to do. And I, I cannot control how someone reacts to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just making sure like you and your spouse, like you're saying Brooke Mm -hmm. is, are the number one that you are tending to that will keep your entire family, like the happiest And I think too, like think about if you have kids, like your kids' happiness too. Yeah. Because kids don't really want, like, I don't know if this is relating to the thing, but like just thinking about what I was saying about going back and forth, back and forth, like kids don't really get to like stop and enjoy and play with like the things they got and just like enjoy the time if they're just in the car, like half of the day, you know, Yeah. or tending to someone else's needs and what they want them to do. And I don't know, I think we're at a season of life where it is now kind of about our families and not about our parents. Mm-hmm. And that's a very hard transition. I think that creates so many fights. Um, but I think we either allow it to continue or we set firm down boundaries and do what's best for us. Yeah. I think just deciding that you're okay with the outcome either yes. way it goes and realizing that they're going to eventually come to terms with it and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're pissed about that, like that's on them, you know? Yep. Met my husband in 2019, got pregnant early and had our boy in 2020, married in 2022 and had baby sis 2022. His dad died from alcoholism. So my husband struggles with it too. He's had one DOI last year. He was alone. After that, he was sober for a year and a half. Recently, our marriage has been off. We struggled with finding time to spend together with two kids and our communication could be better. Recently, he relapsed for three days and has been lying to me about it. He's now trying to find a therapist and work out his issues, which he's always been against in the past. I'm struggling with what to do. Trust is very hard right now, and I don't know if it's worth it to save our marriage or just separate. I also don't want to feel like I've given up. Oh, wow. That one is hard. Yeah, that's a lot. I feel like... That's something that like, unfortunately, like you're going to have to play out. Like no one can tell you what to do clearly, but like also I think just going back to boundaries, like you have to set firm boundaries with your husband too. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you marry someone personally, I think there's periods of time in which one person struggles and we commit to being there for them and helping them. Um, And I think that marriages do owe that. But I also think there's a degree in which one person is constantly um, getting the short end of the stick. And if that other person isn't making any efforts to balance that out, that is completely unfair for you and for your kids. And no one deserves to be lied to either. Yeah. Um, Oh, that one's so hard. I feel like that has to just be a vent. Like, I don't know. I just want to go give you a hug. I know. Go out with your girlfriends, you know, like. Try to, I feel like whenever I'm having like marriage problems or I'm like in a fight with Rhett, I feel like the best thing for me to do is like focus on making myself better yeah, and then focus on like ways that I can serve him and try not to focus on like how his real or how like the way he is, is affecting me and our relationship and like how like kind of just like, like fixing him too. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Try to like make him not really part of your happiness at all. Like how can you be happy without him? Yeah. And I don't know, I feel like that's kind of like a good way to see like where you come out at the end. Yeah. 
And I feel like usually when you start becoming happier and like you don't depend on them for your happiness, things kind of start working out. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. No. And I think too, like, um, if you are so consumed in what they're doing and it are, that's like basically all you're doing is trying to like get them to be better. They're going to start lying to you and they're going to start like, and I'm not saying that, that it's your fault that they're lying to you. But I, I, my point is, is I feel like they're feeling like you're giving all of the attention to something that is such a problem for them. And I'm, I'm sure he knows it's a problem and he isn't trying to be this version of himself. But I think if you focus on yourself and better yourself and make sure like you are serving you and your kids. And I think that is, um, what's the right word? Like people are drawn to that. And as he sees you become like that person, your best self, like I think it, like you want to be that, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you do that for a while and he doesn't want to, then maybe that's your answer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just hugs, virtual hugs. Yeah. That is so hard. I love you. Keep going. Mentally and physically exhausted, currently 29 weeks pregnant. I'm so over it. Oh, pregnancy is rough. It's rough. We like, I wish like there was some sort of compensation that women could get for pregnancy. Hi. Besides the baby. Literally. <laughs> that should be enough, but I don't feel like it is. It's enough for like the labor and delivery. Exactly. <laughs> Not the 10 months, you know? No. Oh my gosh. Oh, I feel you. I'm so sorry. Was that the end of that one? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just tired of pregnancy. I get it. A tale as old as time, but stressed about seeing my sister or brother-in-law for the holidays. Long story short, but for reasons unknown to us, they decided it would be better to only see each other at big family things. So we have no idea what happened leading up to that. And I feel like I got to walk on eggshells. By all means, if you need to draw a boundary, I'm all for it, but we feel like the bad guys and we don't know what we did wrong. How can I not take it personally when I pride myself on being a kind, considerate, thoughtful, genuine person? And if you were to tell me the issue, I'd 100% change that. Um, ask. I, yeah, you literally just need to ask them like what happened. <laughs> yeah. I know confrontation is so uncomfortable, but yeah. you you literally just need to like say like, hey, like I... I'm like, what happened? Like literally just ask them. Yeah. I feel like you can always start it out with like, I really wish that we were closer and I wish yeah. that we could see you guys more. Like I would love to know like if I did anything, if there, yeah, yeah. If I did anything or like what, what's going on or what's the reasoning for this. And I feel like going into a situation like that, go in prepared to not get defensive. That was literally what I was going to say. Yeah. Especially since you know you are saying you know you did something. You or don't know what it is, but they're offended by you. They're offended by something because yeah. they don't want to see you. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, kind of go in not like knowing like, okay, I can't get defensive about whatever they're going to say. You may not agree with it. Right. But if the relationship matters to you, you can kind of, kind of put that aside. Yeah. Kind of be the bigger person and just like accept the way they feel like that something has been wronged by that or yeah. to them. And I don't know. I feel like the easiest way is to just be like, wow, I'm so sorry you felt like that way. Like I have never meant to make you feel like that. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. Especially cause she's saying like, if she were to know what happened, she would hundred percent change it. Right. Like you seem very um, easygoing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you just need to hear them out and maybe just know like your relationship. If, if it's not going to get better, that's just kind of how it's going to be. But at least you won't feel awkward and uncomfortable. Right. 
You know? I feel like the best thing, like whenever I decide if I'm going to like have that confrontational talk is like, I have to be kind of okay with that outcome. For sure. So like yeah. if me bringing something up is going to make things worse, like is that worse than me always feeling uncomfortable right. or at least is it better to know the truth? For sure. You know, so I don't know, hopefully you are able to ask them yeah. and figure that out because that sucks. Yeah, you're strong. You got Family it. struggles are <laughs> not fun. It's honestly the most common thing, I feel like. And mm -hmm. the holidays just bring them out so much. They really do. First trimester symptoms stole my last month. She did like a sad face. Oh. Not sure how to start getting back on track. Okay. Once you figure it out, tell me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, because I'm thinking about my first trimester with Echo and I literally just got through it. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like you do feel like you're behind. Yeah. And I even feel like that was just like when we were sick. Or like I feel exactly. behind. Like I'm not, I need to catch back up on my house, my work, life, yeah. friends. I think my biggest tip with that is to just get off social media mm -hmm. and just start doing things that you feel behind on. Like I feel like procrastination is such a big thing and like getting online and seeing X, Y, and Z that someone did only makes you feel worse. Mm -hmm. And as much as like, it does suck seeing a bunch of influencers just like get on and, you know, just whatever, seem like they've got it all together. We do have to take some accountability and just like be like, okay, if this is making me feel a certain way, like I need to stop consuming it, you know? Yeah, totally. So I don't know. I know you're not talking about influencers and stuff like you're talking about pregnancy, <laughs> but like, I just think like comparing is such a thief of joy. Yes. <laughs> and... I mean, give yourself grace, do things. I mean, first trimester is freaking rough. It like, is. Well, and I think that like writing out a list, start like working out, like doing things like day by day, slowly. I feel like that's, I always like think I need to accomplish everything in a single day. For sure. And that's just like not the case. And so, I don't know, just taking little bits at a time and just really pushing yourself. I feel like maybe if you set some like things that like, okay, I cannot go to bed until I've done this. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're probably tired, but if you do want to get back on track and that's going to make you feel better, that's kind of like yeah. got to be your motivation. Like, okay, I'm going to stay up a little bit later and get this done so I can feel more caught up tomorrow. For sure. Um, and reward yourself if you want to. I don't know what yeah. that may be for you, but I do remember the days that I just like sat on the couch and did nothing. Like I felt so much sicker Mm -hmm. And worse than the days that I was like, okay, I'm going to at least get up and do the dishes, get myself kind of put together and do an activity with my kids, you know, or yeah. I don't know what it may be, but mm -hmm. do something. Cause I swear it's like a snowball effect, even though you don't feel good, you'll feel a little better. Totally. Lots of pregnancy things in here. I know. We got, I feel like it's like very on theme, pregnancy stuff, like mm -hmm. breastfeeding, all of that and holidays with in-laws. Yeah. Those are two very stressful situations. They are. <laughs> well, we'll have to do a part two because I feel like just, I don't know, reading these and maybe I'll get better at just like letting people vent. I'm such a solution based person. I'm not really a sympathy. Like I'm always like, let me help fix your problem. I know we did kind of take it as advice yeah. column. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, guys, if you were looking for that. I'm like, they said vent. <laughs> it is kind of hard, though, to like, because when you vent to someone, you're listening. But in a podcast, like, we're talking. So it's like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of a hard thing to balance. But we will do better to figure out how to validate and not offer advice yeah. in our next. Well, honestly, I feel good. I feel like I feel refreshed. I got to vent a little. I got to hear 
your guys' events. I got to hear like your advice, Kyleen. So I don't know. I feel refreshed. I feel yeah. good. Hopefully you guys are kind of feeling the same. Yeah. Or at least you're feeling re- you can relate to some people. Yeah. I want to quickly end this episode by saying one happy Thanksgiving because that's in a few days. Yes. Happy and Thanksgiving. if you are stressed about Thanksgiving, um, just like having to bring an item or if you're hosting any of that, we just wanted to like throw out a few um, Thanksgiving recipe ideas we can hopefully link some of these on our stories, but there's some things that you can search um, just as an idea. So I'm going to rapid fire. Let's just go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Good? I love that. I'm excited because I feel like I do the same things always. So I'm yeah. always looking for new ideas. For sure. Um, okay. First one I saw is creamy mac and cheese, which I had to read that because my brother makes the best mac and cheese that has like five different cheeses in it. And I'm pretty sure like he uses like nitrogen or something. I don't know. Whoa. It's fancy, but he only makes it on Thanksgiving. So I'm stoked about that. So yummy. Yeah. Send the creamy mac and cheese recipe because yes. I need uh, sweet potato casserole. Yes. Classic. I, I saw that and I saw like adding marshmallows to that. Mm-hmm. Bacon wrapped asparagus. Yum. Stuffed mushrooms. My in-laws do that actually. I've seen that a couple times on here, which I have never done that. I'm not a mushroom girl, so... Maybe I'll have to be, I mean, you turned me into a curry girl, so <laughs> I literally wanted to get that tonight. I'm like probably going to go get stuff to make curry tonight. I'm always craving Asian food and so Thai is at the top of the list. Yes. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Um, raw pumpkin pie, super easy to make. I'm going to have to have... Um, raw. I know. I'm curious what the difference is. Yeah. Like you just don't cook it? Interesting. Yeah. You're going to have to send that recipe. Yeah. Cranberry orange bread. Okay, yum. Yum. I want to make some good bread. I saw a sourdough loaf. I think I've been sent this like five times, but they like shaped it into a turkey. So it looks like a oven roasted like turkey, oh, but it's a sourdough bread. So cute. My grandma sent it to me as well and she's hosting Thanksgiving. So I felt like that was like her sign of like, you need to make this. She wants you to make that yeah. for sure. Which Kate. I'm like, frick, that's going to be hard. <laughs> it reminds me, we've been, Brett and I, I got Rhett hooked on the great british baking show oh have you I've, seen that no but i know jc talks about that on what we said oh really yes okay so i watch it it's like my comfort show when there's nothing else on and it's just like i need to like maybe fall asleep to something or like yeah. i'm just bored and i want something in the background and Rhett walked in on me watching it and he goes oh my gosh you've turned into a grandma brooke <laughs> and now he's hooked i kid you not grandpa Rhett. Yep. <laughs> Papa Rhett. and they anyways they did like a bread challenge mm. and they made like a pig and yeah yeah it looked good i need to get creative with my bread making uh spinach artichoke artichoke dip and this speaks my language because i'm such an appetizer girl Ooh yes spinach artichoke dip is so good it's so good always i love all the like thanksgiving appetizers same that's like what i end up eating the <laughs> yeah. majority of same um cream corn i think this said ruby's copycat um in a slow cooker which my mom makes cream corn cream corn every single year and it is a fan favorite it's so good okay i've never had creamed corn oh my gosh and it's so easy it's in the crock pot and like yeah you throw in just a bunch of cheese and it's so is it so like good. cheesy corn yes okay it's like cream cheese shredded cheese um i'm trying to think of other things Sounds but it's delish. so good throw it over some mashed potatoes i'm Yum. freaking stoked to like pig out in a couple days. oh my gosh so excited also, are, this may sound bougie, but are you like, does your family make everything from scratch, like pies and like all the food? Are they boxed? 
people? No, most of the time it's everything is from scratch. I sometimes like to buy, there's this pie at Neaters that I like to get. Really? Yeah, huh. it's like this berry pie. It's so, so good. good. I do want to try to make a berry pie this time around. Yeah. But like, I'm like, it's just so good. Yeah. I don't want to like make one and like, be disappointed. Yes. Um, but for the most part, yeah, everything's from scratch. How about you guys? We're such a scratch family. Mm -hmm. Like, and my grandma is such a good baker that I'm so spoiled. I'm like, I will not eat box pie. I'm like, it is, you can't, you can't convince me. Well, nothing's better. I guess Neaters isn't necessarily boxed. They yes. are like freshly made. For sure. So yeah. Yeah. Which all pies are freshly made, but I'm like homemade is so. Just like not from the freezer section. Like don't be doing that. Yes. No, 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 no. That's a hard no. <laughs> Oh, we got a little shout out. She says she has a whole bunch on her baking account. It's at a little dose of hangry. Ooh. Um, we'll have to go check that out. Yeah. I want to go look. I love baking accounts. Bacon wrapped water chestnuts. That Ooh. sounds so interesting. I love water chestnuts. For Christmas, my family always makes wontons. If you guys oh, didn't yeah. know, I'm 25% Chinese and my mom actually <laughs> makes them, not my dad. But there's water chestnuts in those. And that like seems so odd to me to have a bacon wrapped water chestnut. Really? For some reason, it seems like delicious and it sounds normal. I bet it's good. But I'm like, I can't unhear like the wontons. You know? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. A little crunch inside of there. I feel you. Um, I have a couple links that we'll have to share. I don't know what they are, but that's all I had. Yeah, I think that's about it. We can definitely link those for you guys and we'll tag the at little dose of hangry yes. as well yes i'm so excited to check that out all right you guys well we hope you guys have the best thanksgiving we hope you're feeling refreshed if you need to vent some more you can always leave us a dm we'll we'll chat with you yes of course <laughs> but we will see you guys next week bye, bye.